0: My client counsels people through crisis, through the worst seasons of their lives. They, they've they just suffered a loss. Their marriage is failing. They're grieving. They are hurting. And she said, hey, this is one of my primary rules for people going through a season like this, these intense, stressful situations. She said, when the stress goes up, the self-care also needs to go up. And it will be the last thing they want to do in crisis. The truth is, That's true for all of us, whether we're in crisis or not. When the stress goes up, usually self-care goes out the window. Let's talk about why that's so important. Welcome to Pivot Me, where we give business tips and mental hacks so you can move past your biggest obstacles and live the life you've earned. And now your host, business advisor and performance expert, April Garcia. For years, I made large companies larger and rich people richer. Now I coach driven entrepreneurs to hack success, create more time and get better results through high performance habits, the multiply me method and a little mental gymnastics. On Pivot Me, I talk to thought leaders and experts sharing our successes, our many scrubs and how we can all use both to move us to the next level. Join us and learn real simple steps to pivot you and your business towards the life you've earned. So I'm coming to you from summer in Nevada, which means, you know, 100 degree days, yes, but a hell of a lot of outdoor activity. So it all works out. We We are mountain people, we are lake people, we are river people, It's looking like we're just water people. Yesterday, we were out at one of our favorite spots, paddleboarding with friends, clear sparkling water, clean mountain air. Oh, it is my happy place and the place I most see my family grow. No, it doesn't need to be the outdoors. But for me, when when I'm hiking, I'm camping, I'm rock climbing, paddleboarding, any of those things, school is in session. Our daughters are building confidence, working out, navigating risk, project management, leading, problem solving. You just can't get that in school or on an app. Yesterday they were, they were jumping off rocks into the lake and they found this, this rope swing and swung out into the middle of the lake. Well, not the middle of the lake, but you know, 10, 15 feet into the lake and dropped into the cool, clear water and they were laughing and just having such an amazing time. You know, our youngest had this um. She had a like a handheld fishing net that we keep in the back of our car. Yes, I am the kind of person that keeps two, not one, no, 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 two handheld fishing nets in the back of our car. If you looked at the back of my car, you would think we were preppers. You'd go, "Where are these people going? And do they hate the government?" Um, No, we just love the outdoors and we're always prepared for an outdoor adventure. So she grabs the fishing nets in the back of my car, and she held the fishing net in the water so long, the patience of a saint that day. And she caught a fish by hand. And you see, I love this for them. Like that was amazing patience and tenacity for her to just stay there in the water, holding still until the fish got close enough for her to catch it. And that was an important lesson for a young kid. Not only do we learn so much in the outdoors, but here's the truth. Here's here's the flip side of this. It is a form of self-care. For me, nature is like a medicine, like a It's a salve that eases my busy mind, removes distraction, and helps me finally get grounded in the day. My good friend Mark always says, a hiking April is a happy April, and boy, is he right. But it was hard to tear myself away yesterday to go to that mountain lake. I'm busy. I got things to do. I got a lot of things barking for my attention. And in those moments, I too tend to let self-care slip. I too start missing things. I, stu- I too start taking, you know, meetings earlier in the morning, and maybe my saver's routine starts to get, you know, my morning routine, uh, morning routine person, it starts to slip a little bit. I mentioned it's summer, which means my kids are staying up later, which means I tend to stay up later, which means that my morning get later and later or compressed. This is not the best version of me. And the truth is, I'm in a stressful season right now. I've got a lot demanding more of me. But after a subtle reminder from a friend, something like April, stop screwing around, care for yourself, I remembered, oh yeah, I'm the pillar of my story and I've got to reinforce it. See the advice that, you know, when stress goes up, self-care goes up, I too was skipping that. I too was like, much can I get away with and still perform? I don't know if this resonates with you, but I feel like it might. Like the stakes are high, the chips are down. I'm going to see how little working out eating healthy, morning routine, like how much sleep even, how much of this I can skip so that I can still deliver. So let me tell you what I did. I scheduled a massage this week. I went paddleboarding not once, but twice with the family. I went on several long walks. I got burnt because it was so hot and there was no shade when I thought there would be, but walking really helps me. I finally went to a sensory deprivation tank. What an experience! I'd seen them before, but I wasn't sure what it would actually be like. And it was it's really cool. I'll just give you a little insight if you haven't done one before. It's really salty water, which is what creates the buoyancy and you're in there alone. Some tanks are really small, not good for claustrophobic people, but they have lots of tanks that are very big as well, like a giant shower stall. And it can be without light. It can be with light. Um, mine had the option of both. So the light was was actually really quite calming up on the you know ceiling and I was looking at it. Then I had a button where I could press it and then it would be pitch black. And I was actually surprised how hard of a time I had shutting my mind off, but I did the best just to kind of like float, let the um, let the thoughts flow by. Like they would come in, and I'd go, "Oh, I need to do this. I need to send out this email." Did I put in my my delivery order for food? Whatever it was, like it's it's all the things, all the things you got to think about being a business owner, being a parent, running a household, all of those things. But as they came in, I was. Able to let them float by, no pun intended. I think it was yoga. That is the art of a thousand returns. See the yoga or meditation. It probably should be meditation, but both of those apply. I was reminding myself of that every time I got distracted. I didn't go, "Oh man, I'm not doing it right." You know, I'm I'm here. I'm paying for the sensory deprivation tank, and I'm trying to remember if I added peanut butter to my grocery list. When the thoughts came in, I would just acknowledge them and let them float by. I think that sometimes, at least for me, those thoughts can cause a lot of stress because I feel like I have to hang on to those thoughts to make sure I handle those thoughts later. I think that if I release them and let them flow by, then I either... Um, won't learn the lesson of a stressful situation, or won't remember the task that popped into my mind. And so it's almost like we kind of create more stress around our thoughts because I'm like, oh, I have to hold on to that because what if I forget? I got to jot that down or I got to remember that or it's got to stay in the back of my mind. And then I have, you know, our brain's like a, like a computer screen with all these tabs open. I just have so many tabs open because I'm afraid to either miss the lesson or that I won't get the task done. Now, I've been working on that a lot, but... that might resonate with you a little bit. So sensory deprivation tank, yes, the thoughts still came, but I was able to move them out as they did. These were all the self-care activities I had done within the week because I was under a stressful situation and I was taking her advice. Let self-care go up. And let me just just stop right there. I said the word self-care. Does that phrase resonate with you because it didn't with me. Self-care sounded a little too woo-woo for me. Um, it just never landed with me. It felt frivolous, unnecessary things that people who don't have to produce results do. Um, this isn't quite true. It's quite the contrary. But if I'm being honest, the phrase self-care has always had this kind of blah feeling for me. It, it's like a, I don't know. Like I said, it's just a it feels kind of like a luxury for people that, don't need to produce results. And again, this is not true. This is not true. I talk to high performers all the time and they have very good self-care practices, that they also might not call them that. So if you, know, if you two struggled with that phrase, I actually mentioned it to the Pivot Me Academy, my mastermind, and several of them also struggled with the word, but they came up with some other phrases. So let me throw some other ones out. So many of them like the phrase, self-optimization better. Um, What high performer does not like the phrase self-optimization? Yes, I did like that more. And then Ben came up with recharge. He said, I'm just going to consider it a time to recharge like a battery that needs to be filled back up so it can go out and do the thing. I liked that one as well. So when I opened this concept of self-care, this recharge conversation with the Pivot Me Academy, they shared some great insights. And I want to tell you about them because I love the conversations that go on in there. And they're just, they're so real. I mean, it's not just these Instagrammable clips of like, oh, let me tell you what to do. Get up at 4am and do these 17 things and you'll kill your day. Most people aren't doing that. So when you talk to real people that tell real stories and real tips, you got to stand up and listen. So um, I opened it up and I said, Hey, when stress in your life goes up, does self-care or recharge activities go up as well? You see, I was working with a client a while ago, and this was very applicable. His business was struggling. The stress was eating him alive. I mean, his blood pressure went up, his health was f- being affected. I mean, it was really intense. And he was in a very intense situation. To be clear, it's not that he wasn't just dealing with stress well. He was, it was just a terrible crossroads in his business. And I asked him, "Hey, what what's one activity that recharges you the most?" And he was so far away from this concept. It took him a second to wrap his head around it. Like he was so immersed in the problem and in the sleepless nights and, you know, the eating at his desk that he couldn't think, "What what recharges me? I don't know. I'm just so focused on this problem." Instead, he really just wanted to tell me how big his problems were, and they were Industry had changed, import regulations had changed, and he was in distress. But finally, he said, well, I used to get massages, and they actually helped a lot. All right, now we got something to work with. I said, great. When was the last time you had a massage? Thought about it? Well, it's probably been a year or two. All right, you ready for the advice I dispensed? I said, for the next six weeks, I want you to get two massages a week. Schedule 12 massages right now and block out your calendar. He. Was blown away. I'll never forget the phrase that he used when I said this. He said, That feels irresponsible to do when the company is struggling. Irresponsible. It's a good word, right? Like he would feel guilty for doing that, for taking the time, possibly spending the money, all of it while the company was struggling. Because sometimes we feel like we have to honor that struggle or the difficulties we are in by self-sacrificing. That that's how we honor this this moment of grieving, this moment of struggle for our family or for our business. The way we have to honor it, the way we have to prove that, yes, it's important and I'm standing up and I'm taking notice is by sacrificing the self. That is not the way we're supposed to handle it, guys. That is not the best version of us showing up in what might be the most demanding season of our lives. And the truth was what the client whose business was struggling, he was already taking time and he was already spending money, a lot more money to talk to me than getting a massage because taking you know, advice from an advisor is sort of this pre-approved, acceptable way to handle stress for a business owner. Massages, he didn't think were on the pre-approved list. And whose list is this, guys? It's about what makes you the best version of you so you can handle the stress. This is not avoiding the stress in his business. This is, when I'm talking about the self-care and this recharge, it is not a way to placate ourselves. It is not a way to stick our head in the sand. It is a way to strengthen the pillar that holds this whole thing up. If you are the business owner, you are the pillar. You crumble, the business likely crumbles. Hey, Pivoter, I see you taking notes. I see you applying things into your business and life. Great work. But what if you could do it on a Zoom call with me? Well, here is your invite. I am hosting a free live event on Zoom where I get to know you, your challenges, and help you work through them as we accelerate your growth together. This is a free virtual event, and I'd love for you to join. Hop over to pivot-me.com backslash event and save your spot now. We'll keep these small. They will fill up. I'd love for you to be there. Again, it's pivot-me.com backslash event. We'll also put the link in the show notes and I'll see you there. I know that when I'm in a stressful season, when I'm going through a hard season, I too feel like, you know, I've said the phrase here, head down, helmet on. Like I just got a soldier on and what would it have looked like in all those seasons in the past if I would have just practice some recharge, some self-care activities so that, yes, I would have kept moving on, but maybe I wouldn't have done it without food in my system, or maybe I would have done it with a massage so the stress wasn't so bad, or with a few more hikes or a few more long walks, I would have still got done what needed to get done, but I would have just cared for myself a little bit through that process. I know this is hard to do. You are in firefighting mode. You might be desperate, but you also likely are thinking small in the weeds. And these types of efforts also pull you out of the weeds. Him getting a massage twice a week wasn't just about self-care. It also hits the pause button for just a moment, maybe just 60 minutes, where he gets out of the weeds and can relax for a second. And when we come out of these self-care activities, we have better perspective on the thing we need to tackle. So, okay, so let's go back to this conversation that I had with my mastermind. So I told them the story about the the double massage uh, client that I'd had years ago. And I said, what do you guys think about this? Like when when you're in a high stress situation in your life, a really, really tough season, and some of the people on the call that day were in said season, I said, how do you feel about practicing self-care? Like, what do you think about this idea that as the stress in your life goes up, so should the self-care practice? One of my clients said, I feel guilty prioritizing self-care when work is busy. She also said she doesn't want to look irresponsible. There's that word again. Now, the person who's saying this, she's the least irresponsible person on the planet. But that limiting belief immediately popped out. It's like she has to prove that she's responsible by not prioritizing self-care in a challenging season in her business. Then I asked on the call, okay, so how many of you, since since she's here, I so how many of you feel guilty taking a walk, getting a massage, or even taking a lunch when the stress is high? More than half of them raised their hands. I'm sitting in this room with business owners and more than half of them raised their hands. One guy said, I feel like I have to earn self-care. I said, okay, that resonates with me too, especially old April. I, I get that. So I asked him, what's the price tag? What do you have to do to earn it? How much do you have to pay in until you can do it? Is it a, I have to do a 14 hour day? Is it, I have to only get four hours of sleep? Is a certain amount off your to-do list? What do you need to do to earn this? Because he thinks he needs to earn it. And I get that. But the truth is he was chasing the horizon. See, there really wasn't something that he could do to earn it. Because at the core, he too felt guilty practicing self-care, not just for him, not just when the chips were down, but just in general, he felt guilty about that. He felt guilty being away from his family. He felt guilty not working on his business. He felt guilty that it wasn't, there wasn't an ROI on the, I'll say there wasn't a direct ROI on the time that he put in for self-care. If you are someone who feels like you have to earn it, ask yourself that question. Okay, what's the price tag? Is it a long day work? Is it, I get 10 things off my to-do list and then I can practice self-care? It's fine if you can define it, but if you have a hard time defining what earning it looks like, you're probably chasing the horizon, meaning it's not really something you ever reach. It just gets in the way of you taking care of yourself. You see, I can sit here with you today, dear Pivoter, and I can tell you an action, practice self-care this week, charge your battery, but rarely, and, and, and th- those are all solid pieces of advice, but rarely will your actions override your core beliefs. I can give you an action. I can give you very tangible things you could do today, but if you have a core belief that you have to earn it, and you haven't defined what that means, I can tell you to go for a walk at lunch until I'm blue in the face. I can give you tips. I can give you apps, alarms to remind you. But if at your core, you feel like you have not earned it, then those two things will be in conflict. And you'll ask me, why didn't I get it done? Is it a time management issue? Why didn't I get it done? Did I need more alarms? But the truth is, is if at your core, you feel a busy person doesn't do these things, I'm not respecting my company's struggle if I take a massage. I have not properly earned self-care. If that is at your core belief, then the actions won't override those. You've got to change that core belief. But let me share another perspective for you. Let me share another person who was in the mastermind that day. And she said, very clearly, self-care is extremely important to me. For example, I always get eight to nine hours of sleep and I do yoga multiple times a week she very clearly, and this is a woman who performs amazing feats each week. Many people on the call are kind of just sitting back in awe of the things that she does and the seemingly ease that she does them. And she said, I perform at such a high level because I perform self-care every single day. Bam there it was. Because it's not just that she was putting up great results, she was, but she was doing them in style. Not just her amazing leather jackets, but like she was actually happy and fulfilled and joyful. She also takes a tremendous amount of vacation. She prioritized self-care. She had correlated these two things on a belief level. I perform well because I care for myself well. She told us that day that she believes at her core that we cannot deliver excellence and enjoy the ride when we are but a fraction of ourselves. This woman knows how to enjoy her life. This woman knows how to put up remarkable results and do it with joy. She's a happy person. She loves her life. She loves what she does. These things are not a coincidence and there is much to be learned from her. We are a machine that needs to be maintained. We just expect it to be a machine, but we skip the maintained part. And working out just so you don't have high blood pressure or working out just because, you know, it's the thing that you do is not the same if that does not bring you the same level of peace or self-care that we're talking about. For some people, it is going for a run. For other people's, they for other people's people's. For other people, they get on a stair stepper just to maintain their weight or their health. But if you are just slogging through it and hating it, then that's not your thing, baby. Like we got to figure out what that is. Yes, you are a machine, but it needs to be oiled. It needs to be optimized for maximum performance and enjoyment, even in the stressful times. You know what I'm going to do now, right? Right, Pivoter? You know I'm coming for you. You know you know how I wrap these things up. It is some self-care time. Let's kick this into action. Education without... Execution is just distraction and I ain't here to distract you. I want you to make a list of 10 self-care activities in increasing time and financial commitment. So for example, and and let me just tell you why I do this. I'll give you the example first and then I'll tell you why. So for example, the top of the list could be go for a five minute walk around the office. It is low time and financial commitment. You cannot say you do not have five minutes to walk around your office. Number 10, so again, increasing time and financial commitment might be a week long retreat in Costa Rica, one of my favorite countries in the world. Um, So I want you to make this list and I want you to set it up like that because there will be seasons where you're like, it's real bad. I do not have time. I can't get away. I can't go on vacation. I can't even get a massage today, but I am pulling my hair out. That's when you get up and go for a walk around the office. But you need to make the list in advance. You cannot do this in the moment. You can't when you're totally stressed out and you're under the gun and you can feel your heart beating in your ears and you haven't ate lunch and you're super stressed out. You can't go, hmm, what would really bring down my blood pressure right now? What would really just scratch that itch for me? You can't make those decisions in the morning. That's why you need the list in advance. Write it down, put it in your phone. I did this exercise with Bethany a long time ago, a long time client of mine. I adore her and we, we set it up kind of like emotional mapping. What, what emotion she wants to experience or if she's in an emotion and she wants to get out of that emotion, activities that she could do And we outline them in advance to switch her state, to put her in a different place. Do this in advance. So, let me give you some examples. Um, Going for a walk at lunch instead of working through it. That's a big one, especially if the stress is work related. Sit in the car before and after work and listen five minutes to Headspace, Insight Timer, some type of guided meditation, singing bowls. I don't care what it is. It's just, and that's not time to check your emails or your text messages this is time to just be present, maybe focus on your breath. That allows that transition time between the work you and the home you, and that is important. If you are a remote worker, I strongly advise you do this as well. I I gave up my office. I stopped working in an office a few years ago. That seems great. It is something to manage. It is very hard to leave my home office and then transition right into you know, family April. And that's a different version of April. So oftentimes I will sit for five minutes and I will listen to a guided meditation or I'll just practice some mantras before I try to transition out of work mode. Because work mode is a very fast paced April and I have two young kids. Like that takes a lot of patience. And if I'm going to hear about a world that they built on Roblox or how they just trained our beagle to jump on the counter to jump again, I need patience, which means I need to transition out of work mode. Five minutes, listening to guided meditation does the trick for me. All right. So other examples I heard that day was massage. That's big on the list. Massage is huge and healing for so many reasons. If you do not like to be touched by other people like that, uh, how about golf? I mean, I find it frustrating, but lots of people love golf. I like the walking around the golf course part, but um, more of a baseball fan than a golf fan, but lots of people love golf. I have one business owner that started golfing every single Friday, and that was his form of self-care. Yes, people can look and go, oh, it must be nice that you get to golf every Friday. If anybody in your life says it must be nice, these are probably not your people. Just FYI, I could do a whole podcast on my least favorite phrase of "it must be nice." So much is implied in that statement, and none of it is good. Next on the list, meet up with friends for lunch or a drink. Friends that will elevate you. People in your lives are either fountains or drains. Make sure you meet up with one that is a fountain, not a drain. A friend um, was saying the other day that he was going through a hard time. And he said, he goes, Yeah, I just kind of feeling, you know, like I'd lost a little bit of hope. And I reached out to my dad and I was like, Oh man, how did that go? it was terrible. Everything I said, he's like, yeah, you're right. Why bother trying? Um, He reached out to a drain. We've got to reach out to fountains in those moments. Um, Also on the list, pickleball. Man, has that made a resurgence. A lot of people enjoyed pickleball as a form of self-care. Walking in the grass barefoot. Yeah, get your hippie to be on. Um, I love it too. Walking outside of an office, taking off my shoes and sticking my toesies in the grass does something really miraculous for me. Uh, Lots of people did a YouTube meditation in their headphones. I love my big old, you know, noise canceling headphones. I pop on and I will listen to meditation with that. And it is amazing. Um, Kind of increasing was rent a cabin in the wood for two days. I love, love doing this. I do this with my family. I do this with my best friends. Um, It is incredibly recharging for me to just be out there and hear the mountain chickadees and the stellar jays. And smell that fresh air. Um, yoga retreat in Bali. So every, several people had done yoga retreats, whether that's Costa Rica and Bali. There's like so many places that you can do that if that is your thing. You want something simpler? Savers morning routine or any morning routine that adds value to your life, grounds you, and gives you some direction for your day. I'll give you two more. Sensory deprivation tank that I just did for the first time. Very, very interesting. They can pair a sensory deprivation tank with a massage afterwards. That is like a double whammy of self-care. And I think that could really bring down someone's stress. Last one was by Ben. He says he has a cup of tea by the sea. Actually many, uh, so that's, that's Ben's, but many people in the Pivot Me Academy said that water was one of the most healing things for them. So it was water, river, that's that's very true for me. Many of them said the sea. There was definitely a theme about water being extremely healing and recharging for people. Maybe it is for you as well. So I want you to make this list of 10 things. Ways to practice self-care, ways to recharge yourself. Do not try to think of it in the moment. Hmm, I'm really stressed. What will reduce that now? That will not work. Your brain will bark back, what? You're way too busy for all that stuff. You can't make these types of decisions in the moment. They need to be made in advance. This goes back to the most important thing you can study that you should know so well. You need to be a student of you. Always be a student of you. Know what gets the best performance out of you. Know what makes your day the most enjoyable. What brings you results and joy? Remember, a remarkable life is just stacked up a bunch of remarkable days and you've got the power to create that. This list will help you. Now, here's the last piece. After you make your list of 10, share it. Share it with your partner, with an accountability buddy. Let them know what helps you be the best you. I have someone on my team, Christopher, that when he gets super busy, I know I need to ask him if he walked this morning did you get your workout in this morning? Because I know one of the first things that goes off of his schedule when he's busy busy, is his walk. And yet, I know the best version of Christopher is walking Christopher. Spoiler alert. I'm the same way. If you see me looking frazzled, ask me if I worked out that day. That's huge for me. And if you would, share your list Of 10 with me. This helps me and my team get better. We want to understand how best to serve you, the community, to elevate each other and just understanding that secret sauce for you will help us do that. I'm at the April Garcia on all platforms or shoot us an email at info at pivot-me.com. Make it a great day. Thank you so much for dialing in today. And don't forget, make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. And if you love what you hear, give us a five-star review. It means the world to us. Hit me up on Instagram at TheAprilGarcia or check us out online at pivot-me.com. This is all made possible with the support of you listeners, the numerous contributors, and our clients. Our music and production is by the amazing Rockwood Audio. Join me next time for more tips on how to hack success. And until then, make it a great day. Thanks, guys. You guys are amazing.